The basketball tournament is coming back to the Charleston Coliseum in Charleston, West Virginia, July 24th through 27th, and Best Virginia will be there. Come and cheer on your Mountaineer alumni team as they try to win the $1 million prize. Get your tickets today at thetournament.com slash tickets. Warmer weather is finally here, and our friends at the Book Exchange have all the WVU gear and apparel to keep you looking good and feeling great. Support our show and save 25% off your order with promo code BX4FINAL4 in-store or online at bookexchangewv.com. That's BX, the number four, final, the number four. Recorded live in Morgantown, West by God, Virginia, and across the world with your hosts, Kevin Jones, John Flowers, and our lovely co-host, Ashley. This is the Final Forecast Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Final Forecast featuring me, one of your co-hosts, Kevin Jones. I got my lovely co-host, Ashley, with me. That's me. Got super producer Dave in the building. Hi, hi, hi. What up? I don't know where Ethan is. Is he still on break? Yeah, he said he couldn't make it today and then sent a sad emoji, but I think that's just crap. Wow. (laughs) Is he on paid leave right now? He's like, college is out. I'm done. Sorry, guys. Yeah, shout out to Ethan. He doesn't want to work. He's a slacker, as usual. (laughs) Uh, John is in Uruguay still. He's still in the playoffs. Is he in the finals? Do you know? Anybody knows? Um, He said we don't know. He said playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. He said it's like best of five. So it's weird how they do it. Yeah. I swear this dude's been in playoffs for two months now. But all right. I know. Right. (laughs) Yes. I, I, I agree. I thought like literally it was over a month ago when he said he was in the playoffs and we're like, oh, cool. You'll be home soon. Yeah. And it's like, wait a minute. Yeah, that's crazy. But uh, shout out to him. Hopefully, you know, he doesn't stay there for no reason. Come back with a chip. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, so shout out to him while he's doing his thing. Guys, what's been, what's been going on? Ash, anything new? Uh, not too much, man. Just uh, same old, same old. Yeah. Other than I'm so proud of myself. So for people who know me, I am the worst at like working out a routine, like doing something consistently. And literally every day last week, I did Pilates when I got home from work. Let me tell you that I'm feeling really good about it today. Nice. What What is like, what kind of workout is Pilates? So Pilates is more like strength training, right? Like long, lean muscles, like stretches okay. and things like that. Um, it's very difficult to do because you use your core mm. the entire time. It is constantly engaged. So it gets really difficult. But um, I've already noticed a big difference like in my my calf muscles and like my arms definitely more toned than I was before. And it's only been a week. Dope. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty proud of myself. Nice. <laughs> and we're proud of you, too, Ash. Look at you doing your I thing. Know. Is it is it similar to yoga or? Yes, it is. And actually, yoga Lotties is something I'm going to move into after I kind of get Pilates down. So it's a combination of yoga and Pilates together, um, which is used for, you know, flexibility and more strength training. So, um, yeah, that's the plan. Nice. Nice. That's what's up right there. Clap. Yeah. Claps up. Yeah. For that. We'll see if I can keep it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you already you're a weekend strong. So that's that's good right there. That's, that's true. something to build off of. What, what made you? 
did you always were you always a workout person or what made you decide no. to start doing this so are you, you may remember uh, it's been a while ago but when you guys came to the studio last before you left i told you since we moved off high street i'm not walking up those yeah. <laughs> two very steep flights of stairs every day I noticed myself gaining weight, mm -hmm. you know? And then um, I had a doctor's appointment last week um, for with my uh, vascular surgeon, and I'm not even gonna tell you what the number is, but I never, I've never weighed this much in my entire mm -hmm. life. And it's not that I'm fat by any stretch of the imagination, but when you're not used to, to being that, mm -hmm. I guess, and maybe I shouldn't be so freaked out by the number because it's just a number, mm -hmm. but I was like, you know what, I need to like, stop being lazy because I also have a bad habit of whenever I come home from work I sit down I read my book and I don't do anything so I need just need to be more active so um yeah I just started doing it because I wanted to feel better and I didn't want to weigh that much anymore <laughs> so True. True. <laughs> we'll see how it goes nice 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 but I've nice. noticed like the older I get the more sadly the more active I have to be because I don't you know, my metabolism isn't as high as it used to be. I, I feel like I, I'm dealing with the same thing right now. I, obviously, my um, my metabolism is still high, but definitely not as it used to be. Like, I can't get right. away with certain things or eating certain things. Like, damn, like, I got uh, got heartburn, acid reflux and stuff. Like, I'm yes. like, damn, like, this is 30. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah, you can't do the things that you used to do and get away with it. But I think it's, it's great that you're becoming more conscious of, um, you know, being i guess not even just like looking more healthy but just feeling more healthy like you say you just feel yes. better outside mm -hmm. of just looking better too so that's when you hit 30 yeah. you start to have a stash of tums aleve tylenol everywhere you go <laughs> everything like that i just so i just bought true. some for my work so that i have some in my work drawer i have some in, mm -hmm. my, in my desk here it's just bad yeah, it's no, it's no joke. Like I've been walking around and stuff hurts that never hurt before, and I'm like, yo, I just stepped mm -hmm. out of bed. Like, why does this hurt? This shouldn't Agreed. be hurting. Agreed. And, and dude, when, when after you get to 35, like the back end of those of your 30s, it gets even worse. Mm. Like I can't even yeah. explain it. It's so bizarre. It's like I'm literally falling apart over here. <laughs> Fact, do you? I am not having it. Do you think that's more mental? Like because 30 is not is not. Obviously, it's not young, but it's not old either. So, right. So, I wonder if it's like some kind of mental block. You're like, all right, as soon as I get to this age, this is what's going to happen, and I feel like your body manifests that kind of in a way. I think it could be. Uh, I think it could be a combination of both. I'm sure some of it is mental, but like, I never even thought of the third of thirties as anything. You know what I mean? Like, I age was never a thing for me. It never bothered me. No, not that crap. Yeah. But. I've noticed my body has severely changed, especially on the backside of my 30s. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't even explain it. It's the weirdest shit, little things. And I'm like, why is this happening? And of course, my doctor's like, well, you know, you're getting older. Like, yeah. this is what happens when you get older. Exactly. Do you make do you make the old people noises when you get off the couch? No, I'm not a grunter, thankfully. No. Oh, no. God, I get off the couch. And I'm like, <laughs> or like Ooh! it's like. Listen, fat ass, you're just getting <laughs> off the couch. What's wrong with Well, and that's you? the other reason why I started doing Pilates because it really, like, one of the best things you can do for your body is stretch mm -hmm. and be flexible. Flexibility is insanely good for your body as you get older. So um, that's why I actually started doing Pilates instead of, like, you know, lifting weights or running or things like that because I want to, I want my body to feel good. And I think it's a good way to make it feel good. Next on my list is trying to eat better, but that's probably not going to yeah. happen. One so. step at a time, Ash. 
one step back. Exactly. <laughs> nah, but yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking about because I've been trying to move away from the weights too as I get older. Obviously, you want you want to keep the same, you want to maintain your strength, but also mm-hmm. that, like you said, that stretch and that flexibility because that's how guys playing into their 40s, professional athletes, especially Tom Brady, you know what I mean? He has the Tom Brady TB12 method and it's a bunch of stretching and soft tissue yep. massages and all that stuff that will preserve your body past that age because you can't keep on doing the same things you were doing when you're 30 plus as you were doing when you were 19 20 so just trying mm-hmm. to change the routine stuff that makes your body feel better with what your body uh adjusts to so i'm, I'm trying to do the exactly. same thing absolutely yeah and which I, I highly recommend it kev and i tell you what other guys that i've known that were like oh pilates that's you know some weak shit look i'm not doing that uh, my boss is one of them and his wife had him do it with him with her one day and he comes back to work and he's like oh my god he's like I hurt all over he's like I used muscles I didn't even know I had so I highly recommend Pilates to everyone mm-hmm. because granted the beginning part it's just to kind of get you into the groove but as you get into the harder stuff in Pilates dude whoo yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'll it'll make you hurt. <laughs> yeah, I already know. I I felt that with yoga. I you, I think as men we mm-hmm. we think that weights and and all that stuff that makes you strong, which it does. But also the body weight stuff, I feel like is the hardest stuff. When I when Absolutely. I went and did yoga, I'm I'm watching 60, 70 year old ladies holding this pose, and I can't hold it for like two <laughs> seconds. <laughs> right? I'm like, yeah, what is I wrong? Know. What's going on? But uh, <laughs> that's a different type of workout. That body. It weight really stuff. is. Yeah. And yoga is great for mental health, too. So if you can combine the two together, um, yeah, it's a phenomenal thing to keep you mentally sharp as well as physically, you know, good. Mm -hmm. True. So highly recommend. Yeah. Dope. Dope. I feel that. Um, Yeah. Well, one thing that is not good for my diet is the um, McDonald's I've been eating this morning. And we were (laughs) just want to eat better one step at a time. Kev, Kev, you've kind of... you kind of glossed over the oh, yeah. the lead My of bad. the story. That I, I you're am back, back stateside. I got back uh, a few days. Thank you. Yay! Thank you. Back back safe and sound. Um, unfortunately, too early. We didn't get a chance to make the playoffs. I think we talked about it last episode. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, that sucked. I felt like I had a really good season personally for the time I was there, but um, ready to get back to work. I took the last two weeks off to rest my body and everything but i'm ready to get Mm. back to work this week nice yeah how does it feel to be back home it feels good you know that time adjustment is kicking my ass right now oh i'm sure yeah Yeah, because that's a big time difference yes for it's like 13 14 hours so while you know while everybody else is up i'm my body's telling me to sleep so it's it's been like that for the last couple days but it's getting better as the day go days go by Mm -hmm. it's been better but yeah, I um. So when I seen the gas prices that I had to pay, <laughs> I was like, "Yep, I should have just stayed in Japan." Yeah, how well? How's gas prices in Japan? Well, I don't know because I don't drive in Japan. Oh, so, gotcha. Well, at least okay. this season I haven't drove. I actually had a bike, which I was thinking about. I was like, mm-hmm. you know what? I I should ride a bike more often. That's real good exercise. Absolutely. Yeah. Speaking of exercise, but um, I was, mm-hmm. and then I seen these prices. I was like, "Yep, I'm definitely investing in a bike for sure." Oh, dude! Only if I had the money right now, I tell you what I would do: I'd go get a fucking electric car, like hands yeah, down, for real. For real. This is, like this no, totally would have. There's no joke. There's no joke Mm-mm. out here, and I, I don't know how y'all been doing it. I don't know how long this lasted, but it, it needs to be over with. 
Oh, it's been getting worse. Like we were we got high, obviously, as soon as the Russian conflict happened and then excuse me, the war on Ukraine. And then um, after that, prices kind of started going down back under the, the three or the four marks. So it was like three eighty nine. I think it's as low as we got. And it stayed there for a while. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, you know, this it's not great, but it's doable. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, within the last two weeks, it skyrocketed 425, 439, 449. And those were like the time periods between those prices were like three or four days. Yeah. Like it was ridiculous. Yeah, that's crazy. I, I heard it was supposed to be like they're giving out checks for like gas prices or some kind of like a stimulus kind of thing. Y'all, y'all heard oh, about that? I did that? not know that. I, that's, that's what I heard. I don't know how true this is. Dave, you. There was someone in PA okay. that's running for governor that said that he would give a $250 rebirth per car per house up to four cars. And it's like, there's there's a bunch of other things that people are trying to do, like take off the, the fuel tax and stuff like that. But like, as you guys can see on the screen, like companies like Shell that had huge losses in mm-hmm. COVID. Uh, are also creating $9.1 billion oh, profits mm. in the same Shell time and that's, BP that's both. That's the first quarter. Yeah, Shell and BP year. both yeah. had record profits. Mm. And that's what pisses me yeah. off because we're paying so when, for it. Yeah. So if you want to know why prices are still artificially artificially high, uh, companies are remaking their profits that they lost during the Yes, yeah, so and thank you for putting it like that, Dave. No artificially high. Yeah. Mm. So wait, you're saying mm. that they're like... There's no need for them to be this high. Like, there's no need for Correct. gas to be this high. They're balancing. They're balancing mm. their their check sheet is what they're doing. Mm. What made them choose now, though, to do that? <clears throat> it's easy. Be- mm, okay. Because they can mm. get away with it because of the war in Ukraine, saying, "Well, Russian gas isn't." And boring. they can also uh, say, "Oh, and we also have a supply chain issue, so mm. you know we can't get gas over there very quickly." These companies are also not increasing their capacity to refine either. Mm-hmm. So they're just like, no, we're actually okay with the price, uh, the way things are going. Yep. So I think we're like a million a million barrels a day under capacity of where we should mm-hmm. be, which is why why they're, they're artificially high too. And like, I am not one of these people that blames the president of any party for gas prices. That's right. a dumb argument. Like their policies will affect it. But can you, like, it's always the stuff that's like, counterintuitive to what the end goal is so like a president's not going to raise the gas price they have no control over gas prices well they just don't want to get reelected. right they want to get reelected. Yeah. you know so like it is counterintuitive mm-hmm. to it. it's like the same people that say vaccines are going to kill off the sheep but it's like well the sheep are the ones you want to keep if you're trying to stay in <laughs> so i just don't get it um, exactly so like it's just it's just Whoa. it's just this really crappy situation and we're paying for it and the profits are still rolling. Yeah, this in. conversation is way above my my pay grade. I have no idea what you guys are talking about right now. <laughs> well, it's 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 ridiculous that that people. Well, here's the problem, right? So people in general don't understand how oil and gas prices work, mm-hmm. right? So first of all, let's remember that oil is a global market, so it's set on a global scale. It's not just America. Mm-hmm that this is hurting and or affecting right so the price of oil has gone up because they're you're they're using excuses like an opec should honestly stand up they're the ones that are the group of people that are supposed to help in these types of situations to prevent oil and gas companies from price gouging and things of that nature and making sure everybody gets their fair share of oil well, obviously, they're not doing anything, but I think it's because they're all in bed together. It's BP, it's Shell, they're on the board of OPEC, 
And like Dave said, they lost a lot of money during COVID when mm-hmm. everyone around the world was in lockdown and not going anywhere. And now they're seeing record profits and it's like, all right, let's get out the balance sheet. How much is it gonna take for us to get over this mark? And that's when we're gonna see gas prices go down. Sadly, according to the experts, it's not gonna be for a while and this price is gonna continue to go up. Wow, when you say a while, how long is a while? Um, I, th- There's, huh? Uh, what's it say? The high cost of gas has people rethinking summer travel plans and cutting back on using their vehicles. Uh, Bornstein said it may be a while before gas prices drop as experts predict gas prices could hit Are you six dollars. Is that say six twenty? Are you serious? Six twenty a gallon nationally by August. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow, dude, this is insane. Yeah, they're saying through the summer, maybe possibly through the end of the year. Bruh, ain't nobody going. So this is going to be like another pandemic and you ain't going to see nobody out nowhere again. Right? No, that's legit. For real. Uh, it says most of the increases come from crude oil prices going up. And that's because world demand has been coming back quite strongly from the pandemic and supply hasn't caught up. Uh, even before Russia attacked Ukraine, we were seeing the production of oil lagging. Producers in the United States are reporting that they're having a hard time getting workers to come back to the oil fields and they're having supply chain problems with parts and equipment. So so can we really blame the I guess the, the gas companies for trying to make their yes. profit back? Because they are at the end of the day, they are a business that I'm sure they have a bottom line and well, I'm sure the, the yeah. covid covid hurt them as too. So. I can kind of see their side, so it's just like, I don't know, do you just suck it up or I don't I don't know. Here's my issue. Here's my issue with the whole thing at the end of the day. I will bet money and we can find this out, do a little research. I will bet you money that the big execs at the top of BP and Shell probably gave themselves a sweet little fucking bonus even though the pandemic had them had their profits down. Mm. My issue with them is we talk about the supply chain issue because we can't get workers to come back to the oil fields. Even though the oil fields pay really well, if they were to respect their employees and pay them more, because God knows they got enough fucking profit to do it with, Mm -hmm. this would not be an issue. Mm. Um, I actually have friends that work in oil and gas. And dude, it's bad. The way they get treated, the way that, like, they work long, hard-ass fucking hours, dude, Mm. and they just don't get respect. And if they say anything to their boss, like, about being unhappy, it's a, well, see you later. Mm. Like there's no conversation. Yeah. So I'm just saying this is this and this is not exclusive to oil and gas. This is every business. Mm-hmm. Start respecting your fucking employees and maybe we wouldn't have these issues. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I mean, when CEOs are literally making uh, it's disgusting. You could have a, a, a CEO up here making 18 million dollars a year and then their managers are making $20 an hour. How does that fucking make sense? Yeah. It's a big, it's a big gap. Big disparity big gap. right there. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I hope for all of our sakes, this doesn't keep on becoming a thing and this doesn't last throughout the year. Because, I mean, I I, yep. I I try to look at the bright side of everything. I mean, maybe this will encourage people to walk more, cycle more, you know, make people ultimately more healthier. But I, that's the only bright side I see. Right. The problem situation. is, is that, America has built its uh, infrastructure around cars. 
So mm. you don't see people walking because everything's so far away. Because instead that's of like true. small population centers, you have strip malls that are a mile yes, out of town. That's true. So like, unless you live like in New York City or something, yeah. you know. But yeah, here in here in Morgantown, I mean, that'd be kind of hard unless you want to. Honestly, if I lived in the city, I'd buy a Vespa. You know, what's a <laughs> Just, Vespa? It's like like a little motorbike. Oh, okay. You know, yeah, like a little scooter, tough. like you see in Europe. Yeah. Um, I would totally, I would totally buy one of those. And it's funny because Joe was giving me shit yesterday. He's like, I told you you should have got a Tesla because before I got my Impreza, he was trying to talk me into getting a Tesla. Mm. And now I wish I would have. Yeah. You sure you want to do that after two more exploded this weekend? I'm not going to be using that stupid whatever, <laughs> that uh, automatic pilot bullshit. Hey, good looking. Thanks for listening to the show. Help us spread the word and tell your family and friends about us. We're available on all major podcast apps and on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Final Forecast. Speaking of um, speaking of announcements and everything uh, on um, on our social media, we announced our uh, one one new person for the TBT team, Jamel Morris. He has officially been announced. Shout out to Jamal Morris. He was one of the guys that were highly, um, highly brought up when people were asking who who's returning to the team. So glad to have him back. He had a great year, and um, I think he was in Germany this season. And um, yeah, he he did really well last year. And I know he'll do well this again this season. So I'm I'm excited. Yes, great addition. For sure, Kevin. What was it good, like? Good, what was it like bringing him into the team? Because I, uh, I was kind of running around like a headless chicken for a while. So, like, how did he fit in? Like, what, what happened, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, well, I mean, that's more of a question for John. But for from my understanding, it was so. It kind of happened when Jay Sean. We were expecting Jay Sean to play, but you know, difficulties happened with the schedule, and he wasn't able to play. So it was just kind of like, okay, who could be a, a adequate backup for Jay Sean? Um, and uh, we went through a bunch of different names and stuff like that, and it was just Jamel has been around the program. He's played open gym with us. He was right up the road at Fairmont State. So um, it was a name that uh, it was kind of easy to go with, man, and um, he's he's a good guy, plays the game the right way. We know he wasn't going to get mad or anything if he didn't get playing time or stuff like that. He was just happy to be a part of the team. So it it was kind of really a a no-brainer. I, I think the the reluctancy came in because he wasn't technically a gra- a graduate, but he he was around us more than a lot of guys who graduated come back to the program. So for me, it, it yeah. wasn't it wasn't a big deal. Did he play for for Joe Missoula? Yeah, he did. Yep. Nice. Yeah. So you got that connection, and um, yeah, we, we're gonna call him a, a Falconeer. I think, they, I think <laughs> Greg made that uh made that phrase up. So yeah, that's what we're calling. I like him. it. Yeah, but uh, like I said, he was one of the people that he, nobody kind of knew what was gonna happen. Like when he came into the game, but he played so well that he was like, "Yo, we need him back on the team," and he was like highly demanded. So nice. Yeah, yeah, man. So with him and then also uh, Jay Sean, I think that that guard combination is is gonna be crazy for us. And along with Jamel Morris, another signee of Best Virginia, returning player, Juwan Staten. Yes. Yeah. Point guard Juwan Staten. Give it up for my boy. Just had a birthday yesterday, I believe. So, uh, yeah, man. Um, returned three-year guy. He, he's played with us every year that we've been in the TBT. 
seasoned veteran. He knows knows what he's doing. Point guard, real uh, you know, anybody who's seen Juwan play, very uh team oriented, can get a shot, mm-hmm. can get other guys shot. So we're we're lucky to have him back as well. Coach to the NBA stars too, with Deuce. Yeah, exactly. He's been you know, even when he hasn't been playing basketball, he's still been around the gym. He's still been working out NBA guys like like Deuce. Uh, some guys, you know, Malik Curry's who's currently working out. Uh, Taz, the, all these guys have been looking to Juwan um, for for his workout. So he's still been around the game and um, high basketball IQ. So that's that's yes. definitely valuable in, in tournaments like this. Love that. Yeah, man. So um, we step that puts us at five. We still have half the team to go. We still got um, a couple signees that we're trying to get. And, uh, yeah, we'll keep everybody updated. Uh, everyone get your tickets uh, to the tournament in Charleston, July 24th through the 27th, uh, tournament.com slash tickets. Uh, and get them get them now because we're excited to be there this summer. Right, Kev? Yes, sir. It's going to be a great turnout from what I'm hearing. A whole lot of people already got their tickets. And, um, yeah, I know my family will be in attendance. A lot of people I know will be in attendance. So, yeah, it's going to be a great time. Absolutely. And speaking of the TBT, uh, John, I think was it John or you, Kev, that sent the message that uh, the TBT was talking about using Rucker Park in New York as one of their regional locations. Yeah, it was actually me. I seen it on um, the TBT uh, website, actually TBT um, page on Instagram. And I thought it was pretty interesting because it's like they I think they already have a region with uh, Syracuse. Obviously, that's upstate New York. That's not in the in the city. But I'm just. So for me, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna play for money outside. It's so many different weather variables outside, mm-hmm. and of course, Rucker Park is nationally known, very historic place to play basketball. But I'm just not sure if this is where you want to put a million dollars on the line. That it's just a lot right. of stuff going on. Absolutely. I mean, it's a street ball court. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's it's definitely different. I mean, I think about the fact that you go up for a shot and a wind gust happens. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> Things like that can happen or a bug gets in your eye. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not sure. And I get it because like you said, I mean, Rucker Park is iconic. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's known around the world. But at the same time, like you said, is it a good location to be playing for money? It would be like the NCAA deciding to have a couple games at Rucker Park during the tournament. They yeah, would never do that. Exactly. Or them trying to play on the air. You know how they do the game on the Air Force Base. Now, imagine mm-hmm. every game, like you said, in a tournament outside. Like, that's just, it's it's not fair for either team. And then also, no. besides the weather, you also have other variables like the fans. Like, I don't know if anybody who's ever been to a Rucker Park game or played in it. I have. I've had the opportunity to play in it. It's a different kind of atmosphere. It's street ball at its core. Like, it, you got people mm-hmm. talking shit to you. You got people damn near on the court. <laughs> like, you, you got a whole lot of stuff going on. And depending on what region you could be let's just say you're a team from omaha and you're playing against a team from new york that's essentially a a home game and it's just like it's just all that stuff comes into play and i I don't think that's i don't think they want to do that at least right now especially while they're still getting established i don't i think this is something that you maybe wait a few more years for 
It'd be so funny to get like a little country boy out there and get that New York attitude. And he's like, why are you yelling at me? <laughs> exactly. No, people, no, there would be some people who would cry in that in that kind of <laughs> right? like New Yorkers are ruthless. They they do not definitely care. So well, I even think about the fact that like you know you're shooting free throws and all of a sudden an ambulance starts going off. You know what exactly. I mean? Like these are things that could literally happen while you're out or there. Or gunshots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Imagine you, imagine you had a free throw line. You at the Elam ending. You need one point to win the game, oh. and you, a gunshot goes off, and you're like, <laughs> "Bro, it's just so much stuff going on." I, I don't agree. <laughs> I get the gist of it. You know, you, you wanna, you wanna expand the brand, and you are doing that by playing it at Rucker Park. But if you wanna have, if you wanna give guys a fair chance to win a million dollars, I just don't mm-hmm. think. Now maybe they can transition it from an outside court to an inside court I, I i don't know maybe they can do that somehow but if you're trying to keep it outside i don't i don't think that's fair for either team or any of the teams right. that would be in it it would have been kind of cool to like do like a kickoff event or something for the yeah, GBT there exactly, you know what i mean that yeah. would have been cool yeah but not an actual game that means something right to get the money how hard is it exactly to play on concrete compared to the wood um well <laughs> It's it's very hard. I grew grew up pretty much all my life playing on concrete, and now, you know, it, and that wasn't out of um, it wasn't because I wanted to. It was out of necessity because that necessity, was the only yeah. court I could yeah. be on. So I would never like if they were to tell us that we had to play there. I I'd be like, nah, I'm good. I'm good on that. Never playing on concrete court again. <laughs> what? Why is it different? Is it is it? It's just the feel like, wise, like there's no give. You know, on a on a oh. on a wooden court, there's some kind of give. You know, you can absorb. Yeah, your body absorbs like some kind of that force coming down. But on a concrete, that's that that force coming down on uh, on pavement. Oh man, mm. especially let's just forget about jumping. Let's just say you accidentally fall out of the air. Ooh. Yeah, good point. Imagine Good all point. that stuff. So that's that's yeah. the stuff I'm talking. I'm not even necessarily talking about the jumping. I'm talking about if an accident happens, that's that's unforgiven concrete right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. maybe you're gonna take soft, a charge Kev. on concrete. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'm just maybe I'm just soft. <laughs> well, I mean you gotta think most of the guys in the TBT have played on wooden courts. You know what I mean? Like the, these are kids that graduated college that, you know, some of them play professionally. I mean and now you're going to ask them to play on concrete. Like, yeah, <laughs> it doesn't I, really make sense. Yeah, I just don't think it's it's professional. I You you have guys, you have NBA guys who come back and play in Rucker Park for a game or two. But I don't think to ask a professional player to consistently play on concrete, I, I just, I, I think that's more, like, amateurish, in my opinion. Think, right. Because I think they'll have, like, two or three games there to move on to the next regional, right? Like ours? Yeah. So that's that's a busy weekend, and then you're praying for the weather to be uh, cooperative too. But you know, I, I speak with the TBT folks. I think they're just excited to try something different, and it's that's that's neat. Um, yeah, maybe and, maybe it'll appeal to some people, and we're just whiny. Yeah, no, no, it's not even that. I'm not saying <laughs> I'm not saying it won't be appealing. Of course, it'll be exciting and fun, and and I don't blame them. I don't blame TBT. I'm not saying it's a bad idea. I'm just saying for right now, like just the it, it's going so well. I would hate to see something happen with like an accident or like I said, there's so mm-hmm. many there's so many unknown variables that you got to deal with that you, that's going to be outside of your control. And I think yeah. at least while you're starting off, you I think you they should give it a couple more years before they explore something like this. 
Well, not only that, but like you said, even like the guys that, that you know, play in the NBA that come back and play at Rucker Park, usually it's for exhibition games, exactly. not not actual games that matter. <laughs> yeah, and and these guys are si- – I'm sure they're signing something with their team or whoever they're playing with. Like, they have some kind of insurance policy if right. mm-hmm. something happens. Now, I don't – does the TBT have an insurance policy? If somebody – like I said, these are concrete courts. These are concrete mm-hmm. floors. If somebody falls – <laughs> and bust it like that's a different kind of fall so attention tbt kevin jones is telling y- you to get insurance y- policies y- yes. unless you get a, unless you want to get a lawsuit <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly so <laughs> listen um rucker park has just welcomed its first lacrosse tournament so if these kids can play oh. lacrosse on there you guys can just toughen up <laughs> dang i didn't know that they were oh, okay they're expanding look at them look at rucker park I guess they're definitely trying to make it count, right? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, I see. I would have never. That's that's interesting. I saw recently, didn't they get like grant money or something? Like they redid the park and. Oh, it looks uh, nice yeah. It looks like they actually have like it's not actual concrete. Maybe they put another. Maybe they put some padding on the floor, which that would be. Whew, nah, still looks like concrete. Um <laughs> <laughs> I love playing that. Personally, it's it's an experience. I think if you're a basketball player, I think it's just equivalent to playing at Madison Square Garden, in my opinion. Just like the atmosphere, and especially if you're playing at night and the lights come on and all, like it's it's a crazy, mm-hmm. it's a crazy experience. I I would say at least every ball I got to at least play there at least once. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So apparently, it was the um, Not for the a NBA so. players. The NBA Players Union that gave the money to fix it up. Okay. Um, let's see what they did. Um, new court surface, high quality backboards and hoops, new bleachers, benches, and park gates, and a new scoreboard. Three hundred sixty thousand dollars in renovations. Do they have security there? <laughs> That's the right. Question. That's actually a good question. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, man. You can't. So if somebody's coming to the Civic Center, there's a lot of things that you can kind of contain and control. But outside, you're literally like it's like the Wild Wild West, really. Yep. If you don't have, especially if you don't have security, you're kind of hoping that people behave, which we know is not always the case. <laughs> right. Especially that ain't happening. Yeah, especially in a tournament like this. You know what I mean? People are gonna be extra rowdy. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping for the best though. Yep. Oh yeah, they definitely put down new asphalt. So it's asphalt, not even concrete now. What's the difference? I don't like what's is that better or I mean asphalt is what they make roads out of, so probably not that much different. different yeah. Honestly, it might be worse. Yeah, I can't. Uh, and then especially, imagine if it gets like, like the air gets dry or something, and the court gets, I don't know, man. That's just, I don't know. It I said repair always. and leveling of the court's pavement. So, yeah, it's still it's definitely still pavement of some sort. They replaced the bleachers, backboards, and baskets. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They added a team benches to both sides of the court, and they repainted. Yeah, and I I feel like you're gonna have to have these games during the the day, right? You're not you're not gonna have them at night. I mean, they have lights coming. That'd be down, too hard. That's, yeah, that's a, you asking a hard. lot. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
let's uh, let's see if Truck Bryant gets his own space there, Mister New York. Uh, <laughs> oh, he Mr. probably NBA. will. He's got his little truck, the truck booth where he just like interviews all the stars and players. <laughs> we can get the cleaning company to clean the court after <laughs> after seven. The Truck Bryant cleaning crew for all your Morgantown and New York City needs. <laughs> Facts. We clean Rucker Park. Real. <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> That was another episode of the Final Forecast featuring me, one of your co-hosts, Kevin Jones. Got my lovely co-host, Ashley, with me. That's me. <laughs> Super producer, Dave. Hello. And uh, hopefully we get John and Ethan on the next episode. And uh, yeah, hopefully he'll have a chip by the time we next talk. So. Yes. Yes, sir. Peace. Peace.